Welcome to the Chapman CG podcast series, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Hi there, I'm here with Byron Clayton, global HR leader for Mercer Services Technology and Digital, to discuss creating employability in the age of AI and HR's role in enabling that transformation. Hi Byron, good to, good to be with you, how are you? I'm great, Tim. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Fantastic. Good to have you with us. So tell me a bit more about your role at Mercer to start with. I lead a team of 60 HR professionals that supports 40% of Mercer's global headcount, which is around 9,000 people in 21 countries. And our mission is to enable the transformation of Mercer through automation, offshoring, and organization effectiveness. Our end goal is to create a more cost-effective organization that gives us, Mercer, a competitive advantage in the way we sell and deliver our products. Specifically, what attracted me to come work for Mercer is because they have a really aggressive approach towards adopting AI technologies. And I personally believe that the next wave of technological change to sweep across organizations has already started and will come in the form of AI. And uh, so far, we've automated over 100 processes with 50 robots that are live in our organization. Interesting. Really interesting. And how is AI and automation affecting organizations and their structures? I think AI covers off a lot of different technologies. Probably the most advanced, expensive, and time-consuming is uh, machine learning. Um, That's like the supercomputers of AI. But more practical AI is represented by technologies like RPA, OCR, and IVR, which are uh, robot process automation, optical character recognition, and interactive voice response. These are technologies that we're using in, in Mercer Services. And they create challenges and opportunities for us because we are creating digital colleagues. We have to give them ID numbers and load them into our systems. And then it encounters lots of challenges around data privacy and security when you have these bots that are accessing confidential information. The real challenge, I think, is in order to claim the benefit from AI to get the ROI, you need to be able to release headcount. And this is a core challenge for most most leaders because they inherently are resistant to releasing headcount. And a lot of leaders rush to implement in the world of AI without understanding what the true costs will be. So HR has a really key role in helping to enable the organization to find the value through automation. And how can organizations improve the way they are creating employability in this context? In our discussions with employees, their biggest concern for the future is about employability. They understand that work has fundamentally changed and that flexibility is key, but they're looking for the employer to help guide them in that process. At the end of the day, most people are interested in enhancing their job security, even though they're not going to stay with one company for their career, but by having the skills that are in demand, which are going to give them options when they want to change roles. That basically comes down to continuous learning. Continuous learning is going to be an even more important part of the value proposition for employees going forward. And companies that are known for investing in great development will be more attractive. And that will increase uh, or equate to increased employability. Makes sense. And you touched on it earlier in terms of HR's role in enabling that transformation. Is there anything else you wanted to add on that one? I think HR has two two critical roles in transformation. I mean, first is I think HR itself has to adopt automation. Most HR organizations have flirted with offshoring of some way, and a prime example of that is payroll outsourcing. But there's opportunities to implement uh, robots within HR as well. So, for example, inside Mercer, uh, we've implemented a chat bot which sits on the computers of, of employees, and that's their first line of contact for queries about HR. When they ask 
asks this chatbot a question, it then scans across our different policies and our internal websites to look for answers. When it doesn't find the answer it's looking for, it gets escalated to the second tier, which is to an HR analyst or HRBP. And there's a bit of an algorithm, a learning algorithm is built in here that that bot then logs this question that wasn't answered. The HRBP or the analyst enters that answer and then it adds to the inventory. So over time, our expectation is that this bot will be able to answer 75% of first line questions from employees and managers. That frees up a tremendous amount of time either then for HR to do something more from a value perspective or in order to change our organization. But the second role that HR has is preparing the workforce to prepare for these new technologies. And we found there's four key processes that need to work in harmony for this to work well, at least in our practices. First is workforce planning, knowing what resources, where, and in what quantity you're going to need them in the future. The second is talent identification. Who are your best players that you need to retain, train, and deploy? The third is skills analysis. What capabilities do you need in the future? And the fourth is the development opportunities, getting your teams from here to there. All this bound together with consistent messaging, which is a core part of the HR role, is to help leaders to be prepared to tell the story around automation. And with these tools, we can really change the way an organization works works fantastic yeah it's definitely a journey isn't it and and um the the human touch is needed as well a lot of people think the tech sector are are the most advanced in this area is is there anything that you feel having worked in in the tech sector in in your career anything we can learn from that industry when we're in other sectors when i reflect on my own personal experience of having been in the the tech world i think there's two things that are really relevant for us or themes that we can apply. The first is that in the tech industry, you see that there's constant evolution due to improvements in technology. And there's this kind of lifestyle and hunger for continuous learning as an individual in order to stay relevant. I think we have to bring those more into um, non-tech industries as well. You know, in the same way that we Every day we deal with with ATM machines, self-checkout or online check-in. You know, anywhere that you can experience pain points in your life where you struggle to find data, to get a quick response, or you experience poor customer service, those are all targets for some type of automation. So I think this this focus around this learning lifestyle, this continuous learning lifestyle, is something that that people are really gonna have to adopt. And we should look to how they how they do that in the tech industry. Absolutely. We essentially need to rewire most people practices to reinforce a different way of working. What are some of the building blocks, quick wins to to kickstart this? For anyone listening today who's sort of sitting in a, an organisation that they feel is uh, a bit traditional, for example, what are some of the things that they can they can do to lay the ground for this this transformation, essentially? Yeah, that's a good question. And maybe I have a bit more of a cynical view on this one. I think younger generations, I think millennials, I think they get it. They've grown up digital. Uh, They just see automation as a stepping stone that leads them to more meaningful work. If I think about my own case, um, I never grew up wanting to use a typewriter. Why would I when you have a computer? And so I never thought twice about it. I think the older generation who's been in the workforce for 20 plus years, who they're scared by AI. They equate AI to being Skynet and the Terminator, right? They don't understand. They don't see it as like the Xbox and the iPhone. So I think what we have to do in HR, like the, really the quick win is we have to demystify AI. We have to break it down from being this kind of um, terminology that people don't understand to making it really practical and giving people examples of saying, look, this is how life used to be. And if you transitioned, you didn't even realize it. Um, and then helping them understand how that 
that works in the workplace. I think most people that are scared of AI is because they have some job security issues. And again, that brings us back to the employability. We have to help give them a path that shows them how by learning more and embracing the new, they will actually find more opportunities for themselves in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's that piece around the fear, isn't it, that um, prohibits some of the progress sometimes. It's just that education around the fact that whilst you're, you're implementing robots, chatbots, etc., it doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be less need for, for humans. It's, it's just a different, your role is going to evolve, isn't it? Interesting. Last question, crystal ball time. Where do you see the role of HR in five to 10 years time, given this changing landscape? You know, in the same way that SAP and PeopleSoft swept through organizations in the early 90s and uh, the 2000s, I think automation is going to do the same. Costs are coming down, technology is getting better and faster, which means implementing is getting easier, although it's not easy. If somebody's organization isn't working on AI initiatives today, I'd say that they're already behind and vulnerable. Um, But you're also in a great position to learn from the mistakes that others have made. And even we've made plenty of mistakes ourselves in terms of trying to unlock the ROI. But what I would think about when I look into the crystal ball, there's a really great quote from Bill Gates. I'm probably not going to get it exactly right. But he says, we overestimate the amount of change that will occur within two years. And we underestimate the impact of change over 10 years. So when I think about that, AI is just getting started. And the way that it's going to impact organizations and work is probably not going to be as as felt as we think in the next two years. But certainly over the next 10 years, it's going to be phenomenal. And how HR plays a role in that in helping to prepare leaders and the focus that we have around emotional intelligence in the workplace and working with an even more diverse workforce, which includes digital employees, I, I think it's going to be an amazing opportunity for us. The way that it, automation is changing Every industry is, is is fascinating, isn't it? Around you know, you look at the automotive space and and how you know car makers now are, are looking at the future and, and what talent they need. That strategic planning around you know what is the talent of the future to, to help us with this automation is that something that you have a view on in terms of the, the sort of overall talent planning i think the workforce is going to change in ways that we can't anticipate one one of the i'm a history buff and i think back to how the world changed uh, when you had the industrial revolution and then when you had the manufacturing revolution you used to have thousands and hundreds of thousands of people who worked in fields uh, farming and those people migrated into factories right? and some people People would say, oh, you look at the factories and the factories are so bad, but the people that were doing farming were suffering significantly. And so moving to the factories and moving to the cities was a huge thing for me, but it was a massive change in work. But farming didn't stop because of that. Farming automated through machines. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going through the same process. What we probably can't understand is what the new roles are. We don't know yet. But we know that if you look at the way society has evolved over time, that people and resources always get redeployed. It's just a question of how. So I think for for organizations and for people, we need to think to the future. We need to think about what we want to do. But there are definitely going to be some types of work that are going to be more vulnerable than others. And a good example of that, you say, is the automotive industry with self-driving cars. What does that mean if you're a taxi driver? Right. And maybe you're going to have to do something different. Yeah, but be- people need to be thinking about how do they learn the skills or learn new skills that give them employability. And that's why I keep coming back to, I think that is the core. People look for job security, and that's found through employability, which is your skills that other people are going to want because of something they need. That was um, Byron Clayton, Global HR Leader, Mercer Services, Technology and Digital, talking about the age of AI and HR's role in enabling that transformation. Thanks, Byron. It's been great talking to you. Thanks, Tim. 
For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com. Thank you.